As promised, we are joined right now by the head basketball coach in Marquette. He's in his third season there. Last year, the Golden Eagles went 29-7. and They won the Big East regular season and tournament titles. They advanced to the second round of the NCAA tournament. He was the 2023 Big East Coach of the Year. This season, Marquette is 9-3. and They're ranked number six in this week's AP poll. They've got Georgetown tomorrow night. We are joined by Shaka Smart. Shaka, always good to talk to you. Happy holidays, man. What's going on? How are you? I'm great. It's always being it's always good being on with you, Jim. Shaka, I appreciate you. In fact, the last thing that I want to do, Shaka, is make it about me, especially at the very top of the interview. So let me make it about me. The Rome fam, Shaka, is going to spend the holidays in the North Woods of Wisconsin for the first time ever. So I need to know what kind of winter are y'all having? And is this a good decision or will my Cali ass be regretting it the second I get off that airplane? It's been pretty mild so far. Now, I say that, and the thing about winter up here is it can turn at any moment. So um, it's not too bad. I think if you bring the appropriate clothing, you're going to be just fine. That's it. It's all about preparation. All about preparation. Shaka, that's me. How about you? How is life treating you? For instance, how's your headspace, and how are you going about attacking this chapter of your life? I love it. It's it's an awesome time you know getting a chance to work with uh, the players that we get to coach every day one of the things Jim I'm trying to do better than ever before is you know coaches get so caught up in coaching their team I think coaching your players is not the same so I'm trying to do a better job coaching our players Um, not that you get away from coaching your team because you got to do that too uh, than I ever have before I think that's really interesting what do you mean by that well, the team is the collective, and the team is, you know, you're standing up there in front of the group and you say, hey, this is what we're going to do, or this is what we're about, or this is how we defend, or this is how we score. And you do the same in practice as a group. Uh, but the team is also made up of a very distinct collection of individual guys who have much, much different mindsets from one another, different personalities, different backgrounds. And so I'm trying to spend more time one-on-one with players than I ever have before. And one of the things I'm doing is just scheduling it a lot more. You know, it used to be, you know, you just randomly try to catch a guy here or there, but I'm I'm trying to be a lot more intentional about it. That was the word I was going to use. You're being very intentional about it. Shaka Smart's joining us. So, Shaka, the team collectively got off to a great start this season. I know conference play did not open the way you would have liked. Providence got you 72-57 Tuesday night. What was your biggest takeaway from that game, and what was your message to your team afterwards? Well, we did not have the type of passion and energy for winning plays that we normally have. And I'm actually talking about Jim after we did something really well. Um, I saw a video. I'm good at stealing things from other coaches. So I saw a video many years ago of Bill Belichick addressing his team, and he was showing his group the passion and energy that they did have on certain nights after winning plays and that they lacked on other nights. And his point was, this is really a good indication of how ready we are to compete at the highest level. And so for us, after the Providence game, I showed our team something very similar. Shaka Smart's joining us. You know, you look at it, that might not have been the outcome you were looking for, but, man, you've had a gauntlet 
to start the year out of conference, and you guys rose to the challenge. You had ranked opponents like Illinois and Texas. You beat them both. You faced Kansas and Purdue on back-to-back nights at the Maui Invitational. They were the top two teams in the nation. I mean, Shaka, that's a gauntlet. What do you make of the way you guys handled that part of the schedule? And then secondarily, do these games inevitably pay dividends later in the year? They absolutely do pay dividends. I think uh, anytime you go into a tough schedule, number one, it gives you more meaning in October and early November before you've even played a game because you know, hey, in a few days we're about to play, you know, fill in the blank, and so we better be ready to go. And so that's one of the reasons I enjoy scheduling uh, really tough opponents. And then you learn so much about yourselves. Uh, individually as players and coaches, and then also as a team. And you're probably not going to come out of a schedule like that completely unscathed. But I'll tell you what, and this has been an an evolution for me, losing, if you can get to a point of absolute 100% acceptance of that loss, can be much more powerful than anything else you experience over the course of a season. All right, so what did you use to do with those losses before you figured out how to get leverage and make use of that loss? Well, I think, you know, I've always tried to get leverage from it. I think it comes down to acceptance. And you and I actually talked about this last time. It's, a, it's not even a basketball or a sports thing. It's a life thing. Acceptance only works if it's 100%. It doesn't work 98%. So whatever it is that happened in life, whether it's a loss, whether it's a job change, whether, you know, whatever it may be, a lot of times the opposite of acceptance, which is resistance, comes in the back door of our minds. So the area where I've tried to evolve is getting first myself, because it has to start with you, and then the team to a point of 100% of acceptance of not just the loss, but all the details that went into it. And then once you can do that, once you can get really close to it and be okay with the fact that it's not going to change, it happened, Now you can really learn from it. See, this is why I love talking to you, Shaka, because I know we'll talk ball and I know we'll talk life. Let me talk to you about your senior guard, Tyler Kolak, back running things at the point. Be as objective as possible, but could you make a case that he's, in fact, the best point guard in America? Absolutely. You can make that case, and I could definitely make that case (laughs) as his coach. You would love coaching him, Jim, because he has this mentality of, I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're from. I'm coming at you, and, and I'm the ultimate competitor. And he looks like this, you know, New England schoolboy, but he will cut your throat for a basket or for a stop. And that's why we love having him. One of the reasons that he's the best point guard is because he can score and he can pass, he can shoot. And he can score around the basket and finish in really crafty ways. And he's gotten so much better on defense. He's actually turned into a really, really good defender. Shock, you're right. I love that. I love that. I love that he will cut your throat to get a stop or a basket. Like, can you coach that or can you only recruit that? I think that's 95% makeup. And then I think maybe 5 or 10% the culture of your environment. And, you know, hopefully as a coach, you're able to create an environment that fosters that out of guys. But I I, I don't care what your culture or your environment is. If you bring in non-competitive guys, you're going to be in trouble.
We're talking to Shaka Smart for a couple of more moments. Shaka, I love the conference so much. Of course, I don't have to coach in it night in and night out, but it's so interesting to me. Like, Providence gets you guys to open up, so it shows how deep it is. The Big East is absolutely loaded. You've got the defending national champs in UConn. You've got renewed interest in St. John's with Rick Pitino. I mean, you've been a part of some really interesting leagues. Is this shaping up, though, as one of the more intriguing seasons of any conference that you've ever been in? Absolutely. Well, the thing about the Big East that is so fascinating is basketball takes on this incredible importance at all these 11 institutions because they don't have big-time football. And so on game night, there is a buzz or an aura around campus and in that arena that you don't necessarily get in some of the Power Five conferences that I've coached in as an assistant coach or a head coach. And then the other thing, and you just mentioned it, is just the depth and the fact that no one is afraid of anyone else. In fact, counting yesterday, last night, and then our game on Tuesday, the three teams that were picked at the top of the league, us, UConn, and Creighton, are all 0-1, one game into the Big East play. Um, Now, obviously, we need to do something about that tomorrow night against Georgetown. Listen, though, that's an incredible stat right there. Speaking of Georgetown, before I let you go, it's to me, it's also a coaches league. I mean, yes, it's always going to be about the players, but this is a great coaches league. Georgetown is coached by my guy, Ed Cooley. I love Ed. I understand why he took that challenge on. Where do you come out on Ed as a guy and as a coach? How much respect do you have for him and the way he approaches it? Unbelievable respect for him. And I'll tell you why. They say that the best teams take on the personality of their coach, and that's easier said than done, especially in today's day and age with with so many different influences on kids. Ed is an expert with that. So any team that he coaches, I mean, he could be coaching racquetball. It doesn't matter. The team's going to take on his personality, and that's a testament to just how much of an identity he has and how powerful his personality is around kids. Uh, I love hearing that from you. So finally, anything about them jump off of their film? What kind of challenges are you expecting from Georgetown? Well, they're feisty. I mean, they're they're a lot like their coach. They they play with a smash-mouth mentality, and they can really, really rebound. So the biggest thing for us is we got to put our uh, hard hat on. You know, our team, and I I think this is true of, of a lot of the teams that I've coached, we're, we're, we have a lot of skill. We've got a lot of athleticism, quickness, uh, but we're never going to be mistaken for a football team. So we're going to have to make sure that we play with a level of extreme toughness to stand up to them. Marquette, 9-3. They're ranked number six in this week's AP poll, and they've got Georgetown tomorrow night. Shaka, really, really appreciate you. I really appreciate the relationship, and great to have you on the show, man. You always make it better. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Enjoy Wisconsin. You know I will. Shaka Smart. Joining us, Marquette is very fortunate to have him, and he loves it there. Always good to talk to Shaka, talking some college ball. And I can't wait to get to Wisconsin. We leave early Saturday morning. Apparently, and the man himself, Woody, did make an appearance for the first time ever on the show yesterday. Also a Janet Rome production. Janet has managed to book Logan and Woody. Not that she will ever do it, but she'll book others.